एवरीवन यू लिसनिंग टू अ फ्रेश एपिसोड ऑफ माय कास्ट सीजन 5 द आलम सागा आई एम योर कोहोस्ट जय एंड आई एम योर कोहोस्ट दृष्टि एज वी ऑल नो द ग्लोबल स्पोर्ट्स इंडस्ट्री इज अंडरगोइंग मोर डिस्ट्रप्शन देन एवर एज अ रिजल्ट ऑफ ऑनगोइंग शिफ्ट्स इन मीडिया कंजम्पशन द इमर्जेंस ऑफ न्यू टेक्नोलॉजीज एंड अ रैपिडली इवॉल्विंग स्पॉन्सरशिप मार्केट इन दिस कॉन्टेक्स्ट वी हैव विद अस मिस्टर गौतम चटवाल from the batch of 2002 he is currently the vice president of product and revenue strategy at star sports so welcome to the show it's a pleasure to have you here thank you likewise it's always a pleasure to interact with michaels thank you sir so so to begin with um, you have charted a very different territory for yourself at a time when sports marketing was not quite well known but was surely emerging as a very strong medium So what were your initial inhibitions as a fresh graduate back then and what was that moment that led you to this niche So uh, you know I don't think it was a very well thought out thing okay I I I stumbled across sports I you know I I was working for group M and they offered me a role where sports became a critical cog in the wheel and and we offered sports based solutions for a couple of brands and from there on you know I went to Nimbus Sport and I started working on the World Cup uh and other bcci and icc rights that the organization had and that is when i you know while while i got a taste of working on sports in group m but i think it is in nimbus that i you know really started enjoying what i was doing okay and, and from there on i just tried to stay within the sports domain so from nimbus i went to reliance from reliance to air seven now it's star i i you know I, i've tried to consciously stay in that part uh but yeah it, 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 i stumbled across it you know uh, to say that you know i wanted to get into sports and build a career in sports uh, would not be entirely true but uh it, it's a happy coincidence it, it, you know i'm happy i got into the space that i've uh, got into and, and, and you know one of my ex bosses said you know very few people can live their passions as their professions okay and i'm lucky to have that right uh, how many people can you know call their passion a profession so right sir so uh, sadik there are a lot of fun things happening in sports marketing and in this sports domain of lately and with the advent of new technologies and the pandemic the landscape is now changing so sir what are some of the disruptive changes or trends that you have witnessed since uh, 2020 so see you know what is happening is uh, because you know most of these leagues were without crowds right so uh, fan engagement was something that was suffering you know and brands pay top dollars to a league so that they can engage with the fans of the league okay and that wasn't really happening so increasingly what started happening was the use of digital and virtual platforms for engaging with fans okay uh, uh, so you know social media started playing a bigger role and also how you were integrating fans in the virtual space you know could you get fans on the big screens to you know be part of the crowd or you would have seen you know where various uh, various clubs across the world had cutouts of their fans on seats and people could watch the game so basically how are you integrating fans okay so that took a huge leap uh, over the last 18 odd months and i don't think that even after you know things get normal it will go back to what was happening earlier i i i have my i think that virtual and social will play a far bigger role in fan engagement going forward than what it had to do about 18 months ago so that to me is one big jump okay also what is happening is you know i i think uh, brands are also looking at you know uh, 
being a lot more innovative in engaging with fans now. Okay, the stuff that brands are doing around sports sponsorships is is cutting edge. Okay, and and, and you see the kind of stuff that's coming out is you know is not your regular uh, you know meet and greets with players or you know autograph merchandise and things like that. So there's a lot happening, and I think it's it's for the good because you know the the pandemic has pushed all of us into a corner to think differently. Okay, to look at things a lot more differently. How to deliver value for sponsors? How to deliver value for fans in a in a more holistic manner? I think that is going to stay for the future as well. Interesting, sir. Right, sir. So, sir, since we are talking about fan and the change in viewership, how do you leverage the high and low cycles with certain sports? So, sir, say for example, the subscription increases during an IPL and then drops. So, sir, what do you want to say about this? So see, uh, increasingly, you know, a, a sporting property has to stand its own on its own two feet. You know, what we can do as as uh, rights owners is that we can provide fans uh, a platform for them to come and watch the sport. But if the property does not really deliver for them, it doesn't work for them, then you know they have the power of switching off the of the uh, of that connection, right? And and, uh, and that is not only true for sports. That is true for anything and you know everything be it a physical product be it a movie be it whatever you know the product needs to stand on its own at the end of it and uh, we work towards that okay while having you know having said that do we try and leverage one big property after the other the answer is yes so you know so with with IPL happening towards the end of IPL we'll start promoting the world cup and as soon as the world cup is about to you know midway into the world cup we'll start promoting ISL and then you start promoting PKL so you leverage your big properties to promote your you know other properties uh, which is natural but at the end of it what i'm trying to say is that you know the property needs to start delivering so more importantly while while the distribution team will do their job of pushing you know the network onto a larger chunk of people it is the content team's job to make sure that the content that's going out is engaging it's connecting with the fans uh, the sport resonates with what people want to watch okay uh, so uh, and i think a lot of people watch sport because of affinity okay you you feel uh, you know you feel a sense of belonging to a sport or a team and you follow that team right so uh, i i think as marketeers as league owners we need to keep driving that agenda and that to me is a uh, is an agenda which will give uh, you know as marketers and league owners will give more returns than you know banking ki log dekhenge ki nahi dekhenge basis the reach of the property right so 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 since we are talking about platforms and switching and we have streaming services like hotstar come into the picture so how has the bidding for sports changed since then so uh, see it is evolving at a very fast clip however we at star have mostly you know have bid for a property completely so when we bid for a property we don't bid tv separately and and ott separately so if you look at you know our ipl rights or our isl rights or our pkl rights or french open wimbledon premier league whatever rights that you talk about you know are all rights which are consolidated rights okay uh, we have both tv and uh, ott in the mix okay having said that there are a couple of rights where you know different league owners have their own ott platforms and we don't have the ott rights like for example nba you know nba has the nba pass and you can't you, we can't show the nba rights on our hotstar platform but you know increasingly uh, uh, we've bid it together having said that is that the future i don't really know you know uh, each of these league owners will try and unlock more and more value and therefore they might want to you know sell tv separately and sell ott separately that could happen as well having said that i i, I think uh, 
if you're if you're looking at a consolidated buy the prices will be very high because you are now not only competing against the tv guys but you're also competing against the ott guys so it's an interesting space uh, there will be a fair bit of development and things will change on a very dynamic pace uh, but uh, it's an evolving space yeah it, there are no sure short answers to this at this point of time right so uh, and so since we are talking about leagues and uh, i'm quite a big football fan so uh, how has indian super league uh, changed the entire game of business it was probably the first for india to directly invest in the league instead of buying broadcasting rights so how has this evolved so see for an organization like star you know we've been uh, mindful that we don't only want to showcase the biggest sport in the country but how do we help grow sport at the grassroots level okay and two of our biggest uh, you know initiatives have been both isl and pkl right um, so with isl you know we we you know we wanted to get india on the world football map and there has been some you know movement in that direction right the, the kind of people who are investing in isl now you know you are, you have man city the city football group investing you have dortmund investing the quality of indian football is getting better uh, is it getting better at the at the pace that we wanted to maybe not okay uh, there have been you know there have been times when we've done very well we are in the top 100 and then we've fallen back but overall i i i think it's a it's a step in the right direction you know uh, if we need to grow football if we need to be a superpower in football the efforts need yeah. to start at the grassroots level okay uh, so you know before isl Absolutely. happened football was played across a few markets only it is now played across 70 80% of india right uh, 70 80% of yeah. states have a, a professional football team so there has been a fair bit of movement okay uh, and it's a gradual process because you're changing you know you're changing beliefs you're changing mindsets you're you're changing uh, you know what people follow what people play so it's a gradual process but i think we're doing a great job in making that happen agreed sir like we've been following uh, isl for a quite a time and we can see the change that's been happening over the years so now yes. some moving from isl to the ipl Uh, uh-huh. So, like, IPL is an incredibly iconic property, and uh, like, we've been closely watching for almost a decade now, and been following right. Chennai Super Kings, RCB, and since so the latest edition of IPL, even registered an average of one zero five million unique viewers. So, so since you've been working around sports and cricket for a long time now, so like, we have seen even in your LinkedIn that uh, you've been a part of the World Cup back in two thousand seven. So, would you like to share an incident or a memory associated with your work around for IPL or cricket? So, there are a bunch of memories. Yeah, uh, there's this one time I remember. Uh, we were in Pakistan for a match. We had the Pakistan cricket board rights, and my CEO and my CEO wanted to have a smoke, and we stepped out of the stadium because he wanted to have a smoke, and I was just chatting up with him. And at that particular moment, like maybe two minutes after that, Mr. Musharraf decided to walk into the stadium. and when he decided to walk into the stadium you know we were locked out we were locked outside the stadium and we couldn't get back into the stadium and though we had a meeting with mr you know my boss had a meeting with mr musharraf but you know we just couldn't get in and we had to you know raise a huge hue and cry at the end of it the cops put us behind bars they put us in locked us locked us up in a room okay for like 20 minutes we had to make a few calls for people to come and get us out but it's crazy you know see you're not dealing you're dealing with people here right and a lot of people are following orders to the t okay so uh, you know it's it's 
and you got a bunch of such stories you know uh, there was a huge disappointment i remember when i was working on the 2007 world cup and india got knocked out on the very first round right you know so uh, it, it, it was you know you put in so much effort you put in so much you know to make you know sponsors get value from their sponsorship but with india walk you know getting knocked out on the very first round things came collapsing down you know so uh, did it uh, did it work for the brands that were there no not at all but uh, did we have a great time yes because people were not coming you know the expectations from the job reduced dramatically so we had so much more free time to enjoy and have fun on the property so yeah so uh, you know uh, sports is a funny business right it, yeah. it, it is not a scripted business it's it's real mm-hmm. right uh, and you can prepare for it in whichever manner you want to but uh, you know how it pans out at the end of it nobody can really predict right, right. so uh, there is a sense of ambiguity that you got to live with all the time right so and so as we are talking about sports being funny and how the last minute changes are seen quite often like events get called off at the last minute like india's test, test match against england or new zealand's tour of pakistan so uh, here are brands apprehensive about this happening before investing in an event so yeah brands uh, you know see brands are looking for uh, you know some kind of guarantees they don't want to park money and then the property not happen right it's because they you know they've put aside a big chunk of their money and if it doesn't happen then they don't know, they don't know what to do with that money that they put aside so, but in see the but brands also realize that you know the situation that we are in is because of a pandemic right other than this you know how many times have a ton- has a tournament been called off in india the only time i remember was that one champions league tournament which was ca- which was called over because of some attacks in bombay right uh but other than that you know uh, i i think in the country we we've, we've managed to have a, you know consistently uh, you know a consistent uh, calendar of tournaments and they have been happening so uh, you know that that gives brands uh, and brand owners a lot of confidence that these properties will happen so when we go to market you know we typically say okay this is the calendar this is when it's happening this is the city that's happening in so there is a form of commitment that we make uh, to brands and then you know it it helps build that confidence uh, around a property right sir right so uh, so since we've spoken about isl ipl and now another interesting thing thing that we wish to talk about is that india will be hosting women's cricket world cup and women's football asian cup next year in 2022 so right. what kind of shift in viewership do you perceive when we talk about women's sports so increasingly you know uh, it, it is becoming becoming bigger and bigger you know uh, so the last world cup that we had you know the viewership for the world cup was far higher than the season the 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 the, the edition prior to that okay uh, also uh, you know it, it, you know in my mind if common culture start, starts talking about a particular topic then you know it's become it's seeding in even better and that's an example i've used in multiple you know uh, presentations that we've made to clients so you know uh, earlier how many movies did you have around indian sports right there were in my growing up years i think the only movie i remember was you know jojita vs sikandar which had a bike ride, bike race right okay but look at a kind number of movies that are coming around common culture right you know around sports as a common culture okay so it, it it's a proof to the fact that it you know people are looking at sports more you know uh, more cohesively so i i i think it will you know uh, the other example i give is that you know who would have thought there will be movies made on kabaddi a few years ago right 
but Karan Johar, the, the purveyor of cool, as a movie with Kabaddi as a central theme in Student of the Year, or there's another movie, you know, which is made with Kangana. Or, you know, also, you know, if you look at that, you know, the, the, the recent Cadbury's ad, right, where the guy is cheering for the right. lady, right? So all these are, in my mind, you know, uh, a, a gradual shift in the mindset that is happening, right? Increasingly, you have, uh, uh, you know, women uh, players and icons who are being used in communication. Okay, what what happened with Mirabai Chanu or, or, yeah. or, or, or you know, uh, or, or, or uh, Sindhu, you know, is all proof that it is, it is, it is a step in the right direction. Right. So I have no doubts in my mind that uh, the the women's sport will increase. They will get more traction. They'll need to keep performing. You know, uh, uh, the yeah. parameters will be the same. People will not watch women's sport if the team is not performing well. That that's a given. You know. So if they if they and they've been performing well, right? Uh, so uh, I I see no reason why uh, it, it will grow by leaps and bounds. Right, sir. So even we, uh, we can see that uh, in Olympics also women outperformed men, and That's slowly true. and slowly they are getting a good fan for uh, followership. Right. So, sir, so now we're talking about uh, women's sports. We wanted to also talk about uh, uh, the uh, e-sports, which is like in our colleges and in our undergrad, a lot of uh, students were involved into it, and uh, so it straddles the line between the gaming sector and the more more general sports sector. And even in Hotstar, we have seen a couple of uh, esports uh, as as a show. So, do you think competitive gaming could be the future of sports marketing or sports management? Or so I think uh, esports will definitely evolve and grow bigger. Uh, it will be part of the sports marketing mix. Yeah. You know, I don't think that uh, esports will take over. You know, uh, physical sports completely. I I think they will coexist. Okay, there will be a lot of people who will build careers and and there'll be more tournaments around esports going forward. But I don't see that the physical sports coming down. I don't see that you know people not watching a football in a stadium or watching cricket or tennis. I don't think that is going to disappear anytime soon. I, I, you know that is that one genre on television which people you know yet gets people onto. You know people might not watch a news on TV as much or watch a GC show on TV. But sports is something that people want to watch on the big screen. They want to watch it live. They don't want to. Know, they don't want to watch, you know, a highlights of a show, right? So uh, of a sports match, right? Of a sporting event. So I, I don't think that's going anywhere. I think sports, yeah. uh, the, the way we know it as of now, will uh, exist. Esports will become bigger, but they will coexist in my mind. Right, sir. Very interesting, uh, sir. Like at Mica, sports marketing is one of the most opted elective. And uh, so I'm sure a lot of oh, okay. icons would be listening to this. So, sir, as a young student aspiring to take this niche route, sir, what is that one piece of advice or couple of advice that you would would want to give to us? So, you know, uh, I, I, I use this example a number of times. Okay, uh, and what I say is that sports teaches you how to lose, right? Uh, you are not taught how to lose in life. You know, from your parents to your teachers to everybody tells you how to win. Okay. But learning how to lose and deal it with a straight face and go back and perform again to win is a critical skill set, right? Uh, you know, I, I think sports teaches you that, right? That you can lose, but do, but go back again and win, okay, and conquer all odds. So in my mind, it is critical that you be persistent, you be perseverant, and uh, and give it your hundred percent, okay, and. Uh, Right. You might lose today, but then you go back and you 
do your best and you win again so uh, you know I, i i think it's a life skill that sports teaches you and uh, it, it's the way you yeah. you know you deal with it it's it, 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 so there's so many life skills that sports teaches you you know and i can keep going on and on and on but this is one thing that really yeah. you know engages with me a lot so uh, so is there any advice that you would like to give to the 25 year old gautam the chatwal huh. so you know uh, that's a difficult one i'm just thinking so see i'll <laughs> uh, so i'll tell you what in my mind uh, i you know probably be a lot more focused okay uh, you know it, it is easier said than done because you know there are so many options in our in front of us and we you know we don't really know at times what to do and what not to do uh, but you know also it's important that don't get weighed down by expectations of people you know follow your heart to a great extent and do what catches your fancy okay you've got to do stuff that that you are passionate about that engages with you you know that 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 you that you're interested in i i think that is the most critical thing find your calling and uh, work towards your calling is what i would say the 25 year old gotham chatwal interesting so uh so so now for the next segment of this podcast we will take you down the memory lane at mica um so we would love to know what mica was like back then your hostel or your probably most memorable incident from campus okay so uh we were the batch which was besieged by natural calamities at mica right uh the batch of 2000 i i was in gulmohar okay and uh the batch of 2002 you know we faced uh, terrible floods okay followed by the godra riots okay and followed by the earthquake as well terrible uh, terrible floods uh like i said uh, the godra riots and the buj earthquake right so all of that happened during our time in in mica so uh, it, it it was a it was a crazy two years you know uh, i i remember soon after we got into you know the first semester in mica uh, there were acid bugs that we were dealing with i don't know whether they are still there or not okay uh, and uh, a- and i remember when we were you know when we gone for our internship uh, we got a mail from the campus saying that you know uh, we are increasing the batch sizes and therefore seniors you know us seniors will have to stay out of campus and we revolted and we sent mails and we we made sure that we stayed on campus so uh, a bunch of pleasant memories on mica you know uh, right from dunking wars to uh, to late nights to yeah. to uh, you know uh, yeah so to fighting for computers because at that point of time you know we had to go uh, in a computer room and, and you had to go and make bookings to use the computers yeah. it was crazy but it was fun it was all part of growing up it was all part of learning and engaging with new friends that you make along the way so this is relatable max i think some things don't change <laughs> so sir did you play any sports or did you learn any new sport at mica because that is a very mican thing to do right so uh, i used to play cricket but the sport i learned in mica was volleyball right that is uh, we used to play a fair bit of volleyball on campus and and that is something that i learned on campus so it's like uh, we all the time like after completing our assignments sports is one thing that uh, every every batch comes and you know play for a very long time super so what are the games that you guys play now up so football uh, badminton volleyball table right. tennis even the gym right. is opening now so basketball oh, yeah. and frisbee nice. too <laughs> so sir on a closing note uh, in this season we ask every guest 
uh, to describe Maika in one word? Huh, okay. Um, so Maika to me was, uh, uh, you know, uh, a knowledge warehouse which you probably got as much as you wanted. Okay, the effort that you put in, uh, you know, uh, was uh, was the only key which you know which helped you get as much. So basically, what I'm trying to say is that you know, depending on your efforts, you got what you wanted. Right. If you don't want to put in too much, you you would be happy with whatever you know with your grades and you're like. But the more efforts you put in, the more you know, the more you took away from Micah. I I, I think, uh, and, and you know, all our professors. I think I'm sorry. There's there's not a sentence word or a, it's just going on and on. I'm probably rambling a little, but uh, no worries, sir. Okay. Sir, but we yeah. picked it up. Oh, knowledge warehouse. So, sir, what is that one thing about Micah that you still latch on to? While there was a fair bit of uh, you know. Uh, I think the experience of you know people coming and speaking to us from the industry was something that helped uh, mold our careers to a great extent. It wasn't only bookish knowledge, but people you know coming and relating their experiences. I think goes a long way in in, in you know you in preparing you for the world outside, and I think that is something that that Mica provided brilliantly. And additionally, you know, I think Mica also, uh, you know, the people who ran the course and and the teachers, you know, uh, always encouraged you to do things differently, think out of the box. Okay, there were a whole host of uh, teachers, you know, professors who who did a fab job. I think, you know, right from uh, our dean at that point of time, Professor Kulkarni, Atul Kulkarni, or, or Professor yeah. Atul Kandan, uh, this S Ram Kumar, S Ram Kumar, you know, so Rajneesh Krishnan, so a bunch of them. I think they did a fab job. In, in preparing us for the world outside. Thank you so much, sir. So this was the wrap, and so thank you so much for joining today, and thank you for being so patient with us. So it's a pleasure hosting you on my cast. Yeah, pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, Rishi. See you there.